I am the poster child of attention deficit disorder. This is my uh, little song I wrote about it. Don't try to keep me on task. Don't give me several things to do. And please don't be mad just because I have had some problems with following through. I'm going down to the station Getting on a westbound train Cause there's a place out there for me Called the Circle ADD Where everybody has my kind of brain Yes, I want to be an ADD cowboy I want to ride the open range Leave this rat race for that wide open space Where I never have to battle with my brain And some of the cattle will get branded Some of the cattle will be missed And some days we'll ride to town With all of our errands written down but we'll never ever do everything on the list Now this ain't the song that I started That is so true I was gonna write a love song just for you But I got off track I never did get back so I'll just say I love you because I do, yes I do, but I want to be an ADD cowboy. I want to ride the open range, cause there's a place out there for me called Circle ADD, where everybody has my kind of brain. Yes, I want to be an ADD cowboy. Thank you very much. Well, help me welcome Bruce Richardson to the Bird Painting Podcast. I'm excited to have on an Australian, a birder, an entertainer, a man of many talents. So, Bruce, welcome to the podcast. I will try to live up to that. <laughs> well, great to be here. Great to be here. Yeah, you all heard uh, one of Bruce's songs in the introduction. So he's got a, a lot to live up to after that. Uh, so anyway, Bruce, uh, how are you doing? Good, good. I'm. Uh, we're in winter. We, matter of fact, this is, uh, for, for us here, it's the day after, after uh, winter solstice. Oh, yes. So, Summer yeah. solstice was here yesterday. So yes. very good. That's cool. I mean, it, it is the exact opposite. Everything is upside down. North is south. Here. Exactly. And it isn't often that I get to talk to somebody tomorrow. Uh, right. I think it's tomorrow I, I there, isn't it? Tomorrow and, and so far the world is still still spinning. Okay, so I, I will sleep better knowing that tomorrow will happen. Uh, good. So, Bruce, 
you, you have been up to a lot lately. You wrote a book recently. Tell me about that. Well, the book, uh, the book that, that we're talking about will be coming out finally. And it, uh, it was released in uh, August of uh, 2020 in, in Australia, in Australasia, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, it, but it was not officially released in North America until it was going to be April. And then they had issues with uh, shipping and that turned into July 15th. So, so my book, An Australian Birding Year, which okay. was, uh, well, I will read right from the cover, Good. Which, which was a couple traveling and birding the entire continent of Australia in a camper without killing each other. Well, that had the, the without killing each other is the uh, key element to, there, I'm sure. It and it had to be included. Actually, the first version of that had yet after, <laughs> and uh, and 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 they made me uh, they being several people, including my wife, uh, what didn't didn't want the yet on there. So uh, so it was actually the first version, the, the what I call the pre-release version was was a book uh, was was written as just the year, but when uh, when it was published by a proper real publisher they wanted uh birding in australia in it and, and that's where an australian birding year came from have to have to optimize uh, urls for google searches it, it does i mean this all of that stuff is so has to be thought about now and yet it's it's not something that i tend to think about you know or or nor do i, I think age does come into it i am in my late 60s and uh and, and it's not it's not so you know it's something that i watched evolve but it's a uh yeah it, it all that has to be considered now and for and sure for sure it's amazing it's how many ways you can look for my book and where it's it's available everywhere online and will be although it's not officially in the U.S., you could actually order it uh, in the U.S. from uh, the book depository uh, UK, and they had uh, free uh, global shipping. It looked like it was available as Kindle on, uh, on uh, Amazon now. right now. Yeah, yeah well, they, they didn't have any, any problem with, with, with shipping <laughs> with, with, of course, the Kindle version. So, so yes, it is available right now on, on US, right? People listening to this at this moment could, could, well, you wouldn't want to stop, oh, but, no. uh, but they, at the end of the uh, podcast could, could jump right over to uh, Amazon and get the Kindle version. And it's really good. I, I, they sent me, uh, it, it was the first ebook that uh, John Beaufoy Publishing had done. And, and uh, when, when John got the first uh, copy of it, he sent me a, a copy and I was, I was, it, I was chuffed to, to have my book on my phone. I was like, wow. I do, you know. I do almost all my reading on a Kindle. I have to say, I, uh, you know, my bookshelves are full and my Kindle can hold a lot more books. So I, I do most I of my reading on Kindle. I love I I love both. What what I really love, uh, well I I love I think I think birders in particular will always like books, like to hold a book, like like the pick, you know, to mm -hmm. you know I've I've got of course uh, bookshelves right there. I'm looking at which you can't see, uh, 
filled with, you know, with field guides from places that uh, possibly I'll never go, uh, field guides that are redundant as, I mean, I have so many different Australian field guides, I've got so many different U.S. field guides, but, uh, but yeah, I think birders, birders in particular tend to like books, you know, yeah. themselves, the actual, but, I, but it's great having it on an e- ebook. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it too. You know, and just birding apps have revolutionized birding. I mean, it used to be how many, I mean, do I bring Big Sibley? Do I bring National Geographic? No, now I bring them both in my phone. It's great. I, I know that it, it, it is, it's a, it's, it's amazing how it's changed in, I'm a relatively uh, uh, new birder considering my age. Uh, I've always been interested in, in nature and wildlife and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, but I became, I, I say that I officially became a birder in uh, May of 2009. That's oh. when I started my first list and I started it in Australia, you know, where I actually wrote, you know, a list of birds that I had seen and, mm-hmm. uh, and where I'd seen them. And, and so the, the changes that I've seen just in that, what's, what's that? 13 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 13 years is amazing. Uh, the, the, one of the biggest things in this, you know, the debate on how good or bad this is can go back and forth forever, but digital photography has changed the landscape of, of birding, of, of bird identification. You know, I have, I have good friends that, uh, that, that will not, uh, add a bird to their life list unless they have an identifiable photo of it, which I pulled away to the other side of that. I was spending a lot of time trying to get a good photo. And I realized I'm, I'm, I'm turning into a, I want a good photo more than I want to experience the bird. And that's when I made a conscious choice. It's actually, I mentioned that in, uh, in the book, um, as well as mentioning it more in the, um, I'm actually writing the second book, the follow-up, mm-hmm. which will be called, I think, imaginatively more Australian birding tales. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, a good one. Well, it, it, I, I did so much birding after uh, the the year of birding, after we got back here for good. Right. Done and dusted, hunkered into Australia. Uh, there were so many birding adventures and so many changes uh, where my this, you know, the, this book was about uh, a couple birding for a year together. Mm-hmm. And what we've got is, is three or four years of, of, of Lynn actually doesn't bird anymore. Oh, well, a year I, was enough. <laughs> it seems, it seems like that was the case indeed. And as you know, people can read the book and, and, and sort of follow our, uh, changes in, I wouldn't say changes in appreciation. She loves birds. She just chooses now not to go looking for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's, and, and to me, part of going looking for them is, is all these, you know, wonderful places to experience. And it's like, she sort of, you know, I've been there. I've done that, even though there are places she hasn't been, of course. But yeah, I digress. Where, where was I going with that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but that's okay, Bruce. Anyway, you said you've been birding now 13 years as well. How did you first get started? What what uh, what uh, what what triggered it? Well, how'd that get going? What triggered it uh, was noted, beginning to notice birds, and particularly in Australia, 
and, and it's the land of parrots. We have uh, more parrots on this continent than any other continent, I think. Hmm. I've, I've looked that up several times and there's, there's different ways of measuring how many or whatever, but uh, we have a lot of parrots, you know, cockatoos, cockatiels, budgies. Oh, seeing a flock of wild budgies uh, it, it coming into a, a, a pond in, in, out in the outback is one of the most phenomenal things, you know, just hundreds upon hundreds of these little green jewels flying into, you know, which, which the rest of the world sees as, you know, something in a pet store. Sure. Uh, but, but the, the wild ones are just uh, budgies and, and that's a budgerigar is. Sure. Yeah. I know the name. I was in Florida and when I first started birding way back in the 1980s, and at that time, there was a big established population of budgies there, and they oh. pretty much uh, died off. Uh, but I, I, uh, when I went back and entered my historical eBird list uh, for my lifer budgie, I think I put down 600 or 800 budgies. And, uh, you know, they were just a, they were on the telephone line, just for, as far as you could see, big flock. Uh, wow. And the, of course, the reviewer got back. That can't be. But I says that was. Trust me, you were not alive then, but it was. <laughs> that is, <laughs> you were not alive then. I know. I get. I get that. That. That feeling sometimes in in communicating with the the younger, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You weren't alive then. But uh, yeah, that's that's that is that's amazing. Yeah, they, they are. They're they're a magical. Uh, magical little bird. Australia is still on my uh, to-do list, but parrots in the you know Latin American tropics are tough. Boy, tough to ID there. Tend to be way up high and, and fly around and all kind of look the same at a long distance. And I think they're hard to identify when there's several similar species. If they would be. Come, come to Australia. We're pretty much, it's, I'm, I'm trying to think of, there's, there's not, there aren't any really hard to identify parrots amongst our parrots i have now seen all the parrots in australia except two. Oh, uh, the the incredible the, what what is still considered by many to be the uh the holy grail of australian birding is the night parrot which uh my dear friend john young rediscovered in 2013 and they're, they're still really really hard to to to, to see to, sure. part of the area where he saw them is now uh, closed to the public public by, by the uh, government uh, because, you know, preserving it, which is, sure. you know, preserving the bird is, is all important. More important than being on your life list, Bruce. That's hard to imagine. It, it, it is indeed it. Well, it has to be, you know, and, <laughs> but I, it, it'll get on my life list eventually. I, I really have no doubt that I will eventually see a, uh, a night parrot. I, yeah, I'm learning more and knowing more, but, uh, what's yeah. the other one? The other one, the other one is, is actually a very similar bird, the Western, uh, ground parrot. And I've seen the Eastern ground parrot. The Western ground parrot is, is different in that it's in the West. And <laughs> I mean, it's in the far West too. This is, uh, it's a very, very, uh, small, uh, population with a, with a small area of, of residents in, in uh, Western Australia. And you, it's not easy to get to. I went out there with, uh, with, with two 
actual birding legends. Uh, I went out there with with Tony Palliser, who uh, is a legend, and 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 Mike Carter, dear friend and legend, and and he's eighty something now, mid mid eighties at least. Uh, we went out there in two thousand eighteen. And I thought, how can I miss, you know, I'm going with these two guys out into Western Australia. We, you know, we, we dipped, we did not get them. We did not even, not even a peep, didn't hear a sound. You know, those who can hear, I, my hearing is so bad, but uh, didn't, didn't hear, didn't hear or see them. But uh, I understand that they, they've, they're, they've done a relocation of, of some uh, either captive bred or whatever, they're working on on the the population out there. It's it, sure. it's it's been the fires. Uh, there were fires in 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 the area that yeah. certainly impacted them. But uh, yeah, one day, one day. But those yeah. are those yeah. are the, the two pairs. I have seen all of the honey eaters. There are seventy seven different honey eaters in in Australia. I oh. remember when I first was getting into birding and I would sit and look through the uh the field guides and you know particularly the the, the big field guide of Pizzy and Knight that I used mostly then and and would just stare at you know how can there be that many honey eaters you know there's this and that and how could it be? and I never dreamt that that but I saw them in and in, in the the year in in the book and mm. uh you got them the, all that year wow uh, well, no, I didn't get them all in that year, but okay. in that year, I had gotten them all. You finished. The, you I, finished and, getting your last ones that year. Yes, Great. Yes. That that's cool. I'm I'm quite proud of that. I've now seen all of the uh, Australian finches too, the grass finches, which uh, that that took a while. There was there was one that uh, we had quite a difficult time with. This is talked about in the the book, the uh, yellow rumped uh, mannequin and. Oh, it just, it wasn't everywhere that it was supposed to be. There were so many places it's, oh, you'll see them if you go to, you know, and you know, that's the real definition of, of a bogey bird. I went where it's supposed to be over and over again in different places, you know? Yeah, that happens. That happens. Anyway, Bruce, I, I, you mentioned your hearing. I suspect that might be from your entertaining days that do, am I correct? That, uh, yeah, I, for those of you who don't know, uh, our Bruce was a traveling uh, minstrel musician, comedian, <laughs> entertainer. I'm not sure what, how to class. Maybe you're uh, you're not classifiable. Enter uh, entertainer. I, entertainer. I, yeah, I usually stick with just entertainer because that covers comedy as well as as, as yeah. just. As Tell me a little bit about that career. That's a crazy career. I mean, I, it's just hard for me to imagine. What was that like? I had been. Uh, it, it, made living, it made a living and continues in a, in a small way to, to, to make uh, make monies for me nowadays because I own the, the rights to all my stuff. So as it gets uh, played on satellite radio or whatnot or, or Spotify, uh, it's, it's actually funny to look at uh, my royalty statements that'll have, you know, point oh four cents for this song on you know something something that i don't even understand what is something to do with being played on an airplane you know mm -hmm. it's uh i did do it. it it's what uh the traveling traveling and performing is is what made made my living and and i've traveled on uh the the eastern three quarters of the united states mostly 
everything out on the West Coast, uh, you had people that lived in the LA area were trying to get television deals and whatnot. And then they'd perform, uh, particularly the comedy, which, which that's where my show sort of landed. They'd, they'd perform up and down the, uh, you know, all out there on the West Coast. So, so the West Coast was sort of sewn up by, by LA comics. And, and, but the rest of us could tour, you're not could, I mean, you were allowed out there. You just, they didn't pay well and, and plus get a job. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I traveled, traveled and and performed doing, you know, one nighters doing a rooms doing everywhere from, uh, good gosh, the improv, uh, Charlie Goodnights in North Carolina, all these places that, that I headlined and, and I made, and I made a living and it was a lot of fun. It all grew out of actually just being, writing songs, performing them, and then being a solo act. I just tended to be funny because th- that it came naturally to me. And I realized if I'm funny, they'll pay attention. That was the, the beginning of, uh, of the yeah that was that was light went on light came on over yeah and uh i loved it what uh, a brilliant oh he was a dear friend and he he passed away a couple years ago john starling who uh he produced records for anyway he was part of the the seldom scene one of the founding members of of that that band and then he produced uh the trio albums for dolly parton and and emmy lou and and Mm -hmm as well as writing songs with them and stuff. But John was a delightful man. And he said once I was saying, Lennon, my wife and I were, were, were with he and his wife somewhere. We were talking about uh, bands. And, and I said, yeah, I love playing with a band. And Lynn said, yeah, Bruce, Bruce really likes, you know, making the big, the sound, you know, with a, with a whole band. And, and yet he's performing by himself. And I said, I do. I really like that because you've got other people on stage and, and, you know, it really draws the, the audience in, you know, with all the, the, the music. And John said, humor is his band. And it, that was one of the most profound things anyone has ever said that succinctly about my performing. Very humor cool. was my band. That's that's how I got into humor. That's how people, you know, would come. Would I draw them into to listening? And that's all it was. It was you know being funny so people would pay attention to me. Actually, that's been sort of my life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. being funny so people will pay attention to me. The book, uh, the books have has has you know. There's funny stuff in it. I, I never set out to write. Ooh, I need to put some funny stuff. It just comes to me. It's it's a I don't know. Well, this seems like a perfect time to interject another of Bruce's songs. I thought this is a real short one. It's called Skin, but I thought it was really funny and gives a good example of his kind of different sense of humor. I hope you enjoy, and then we'll get back to the podcast. I'm glad that we have skin. It holds all the messy parts in and gives us a place to keep our hair. Without it, we'd look icky and we'd probably be sticky. We'd have to put down plastic on the chairs. 
there would be no bris for Jews. There'd be no place for tattoos. And bigots might hate the wrong folks by mistake. So no matter what shape you're in, just be glad that you have skin. Without it, you would never get a day. I think this is a great time to hit some of the highlights of your year of birding. Uh, tell me some of the best places you went and your sort of best experiences during that year. That's a hard, I was looking at, at, at your notes and the whole idea of what are some of the best places that's always, uh, always, always hard. I, I, I know uh, one of the things you, you had, you had talked about was like, where would, where would you suggest for people uh, to yeah, go? Yeah, that's a good topic too. Uh, well, Queensland in general, of, of all the states, if you were going to come to Australia to go birding, Queensland, more birds, really, I think I think it's actually more birds than any other state. It's where I've seen more birds than, than any other state. And it's also, it's tropical, it's, it's, uh, it's family friendly around, you know, the, the, the Cairns area. And it's and it's in the Cairns area itself, which is where you'd fly into if you were coming in from from anywhere flying, uh, is close to the the wet tropics and close to uh, to like the 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 beginning of Cape York and mm -hmm. and uh, the Dane Tree and uh, oh Kingfisher Park, one of my favorite places in Australia is is up there. Kingfisher Park is a not to be missed. Uh, thing I, I loved it I got uh, it's a it's run by uh, uh, a couple uh, Carol and Andrew Isles and and Carol wrote to me the the other day about a month ago and she said we had three separate bookings in the last couple of weeks that came in and said that they read about our park in your book and they had to come and see it themselves. And these are three different groups of people. And, and I thought that's, that's as good as what I, you know, can, can hope for my book to ever do for things is, is to show, you know, talk about uh, stuff, talk about stuff that, that people will want to share, you know, Very cool. sharing is, is, is the whole thing. Other things not to be missed. Of course, the red center itself, the Uluru, uh, Ayers Rock is, it's one of those, you can't believe it until you stand there and look at it, you know, and if you get it, it's, it's like, like I've seen, have you ever seen uh, Devil's Tower? Oh, uh, I have. I, I, I saw Devil's Tower on my first trip across the country. I, I finished medical school uh, and uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, second trip across the country, different wife. My first wife died. I made two trips. I made a trip across the country after. It's a, I made a trip across the country after medical school, and we camped our way across. And my wife died during residency, and then I got married again when I was in the army at West Point, and we camped our way across the country. And somehow those trips blur my mind. But I wasn't birding on the first trips. So it had to be the second trip. I got my life uh, Western tanager uh, walking around Devil's Tower. is spectacular. Anyway. I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Western. No, I think the Devil's Tower is is one of the uh, is a good example of what Uluru is like. Oh, 
okay. what Ayers Rock is like. Because I had I had heard of it uh, mainly from from uh, Close Encounters of the Third sure. Kind, and uh, and I was on tour as as I used to was, and I was not a birder. This was uh, <sighs> two thousand eight or seven, mm-hmm. and uh, but anyway, I, and I I was traveling through and I actually stayed in the little town that's close nearby that and nearby devil's tower. And somebody said, well, you should go out and see devil's tower. And I thought, well, you know, I don't, and I drove out and as it loomed, uh, you know, you've been out there as it, I, I was agog. I stayed an extra day. I went back out there. I did the little, actually, Walked I, around I was a it. runner yeah. there, and I ran the, the circle around it. I pushed my baby stroller around it. <laughs> uh, and the lady in, in the, uh, uh, I stayed at Bear Lodge Motel. I remember the name because, uh, as I do. And she, when I told her I'd gone out a second time to it, she said, she said, you get it. She said, people either get it or they don't get it. Either they go, yeah, it was, you know, that was cool. Big thing sticking up, you know, or they're just, you know, they have they struggle with with ways to describe how oh. how majestic how how stunning how it is and that's the, that is exactly what uh what Ayers Rock or Uluru so so tell me more about Ayers Rock or Ulu uh, I can't even say it uh, I I don't know particularly about that area I've seen pictures but uh, is that the big that great big uh mound yes. like rock okay yes it's the huge rock that just sticks up all by itself out in the, in the middle of the, the outback yeah it's the uh, it's literally the heart of Australia to uh, to to once you see it, it you know if you get it you do and uh, yeah it's 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 not uh, it's 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 sort of expensive uh, to to go into it. There's like a cover charge to to get into the the park and all, but it's absolutely it's magnificent. It's a not to be missed thing if you're any and if you're or sight experience shouldn't yeah. call it a thing sounds experience. like it it's yeah it's um they used to people used to be able to climb it to go up a, a path and walk across mm-hmm. it yet it was sacred to the to the the aboriginal uh peoples and they have now eliminated that you can no longer you know walk on it which i think is nobody needs to go up and walk across the top of this thing mm-hmm. they, they don't it's it's uh it is spiritual if you if you can if you can go out and look at 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 uluru or at devil's tower and not get some sort of you know larger than yourself feeling i i don't understand that kind of brain you know yeah it is pretty crazy yeah the, the some of the natural wonders in this world are spectacular and some of the birds oh my goodness i mean i i it, you have bowerbirds and just all kinds of you know weird birds there in australia we yeah well yeah we do we have we have uh we have bowerbirds and and uh and and we're you know we don't we don't have any weaver birds i was trying to think of weird uh we have we have lots of birds that that were named poorly uh well as as does the course north america too but uh, but more so, I think in Australia, Australia, we we ended up with all these birds that were named by uh, Europeans that were looking at 
you know, this, this reminds me a little bit of this. So we have things that are like cuckoo shrikes, which are neither cuckoo nor shrike, you know, uh, fairy wrens, which are neither fairy nor wren. Um, that was the joke, uh, no, but I, they I, are, they are yeah. neither. And we have actually no wrens, no proper wrens in, hmm. in Australia. We have no robins. No, do we have robins or not? I know America doesn't have robins. We have, you have a thrush. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's the same. They, they, they named things uh, by, by what, what they reminded them of in Europe. The British rule the nomenclature of birds everywhere, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The British rules nomenclature in Australia, for sure. That's, that's you know, as, and I made the, the decision in this book uh, after, after much discussion uh, on social media to use Australian English spellings in, in oh. the book. I wrote it in Australia and I read it. They're, they're not that different. It's just, there's an extra you thrown into things where you don't think it necessarily should be, but uh, an extra L uh, like traveling has two L's in it. Um, but yeah, I, I did that. And I also included a glossary of, uh, of birder terms and Australian terms that either I used in the book or that I, uh, thought were common enough that they should be included to explain. Okay. That's well, what I always, I always envisioned uh, uh, American reader predominantly when I was writing it and, and then to, to have it be as successful as, as it has been in, in Australia, it's been the first run sold out uh, uh, last Christmas and uh, they re redid it of course. And, uh, and, it, and it's been an Amazon Australia bestseller. Uh, Very cool. I, I know. Believe me, I, I screen capped that and saved it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who would it's, think? I mean, it's like the big year. The movie made it in our country. Maybe your oh, book will be the, 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 the next big you know, hit as a book. Well, just if it, could, if it would just, you know, if just successful is, is fine. Having, having a big hit as, as a... Uh, you know, a, a little, uh, you know, a, a big hit is subject, uh, uh, subjective. Sure. <laughs> it's what, it's what, relative. It's all relative. It absolutely is. You have to put it in perspective, but it's, uh, it's, it's done well here. And I'm, I'm very, uh, very grateful for that. I am. I bet you are good for you. That's great to hear. So I'm going to take that as an interest to how do you get a book published these days? Uh, what's the process? How does you go about that? The, uh, that is, is if if I if I really had an answer for that, uh, I, I should write a book on that, and then I could make a fortune on that book, because there so many people would like to get published. And the what I had done was thanks to to my friend Lily who who did did the uh, laid the whole book out in something called uh, InDesign, and then we uh, she actually uploaded it to uh, to a, a website that does print on demand. It's high quality stuff. I, <laughs> I got a copy of it and was very, very pleased. And it existed in what I called the pre-release edition for quite a while or for several, several months. And uh, always, you know, hoping that somebody, I didn't send it out to publishers, but, uh, but I was hoping somebody would take notice of it. And, and what happened was uh, Dean Ingwersen, a uh, lovely man who, uh, who wrote 
A Naturalist's Guide to the Birds of Australia. And that was published by John Beaufoy Publishing. And Dean read my book, really liked it. And he said, would you like me to recommend it to John, you know, to publish? And I said, well, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be okay. You have my permission. That would, that would be fine. And uh, he did. And, uh, and, and John published it. That's it. When, when John, he, he lives in, uh, John Beaufoy Publishing is based in Oxford, England. But uh, once a year, actually not this past year because of the the, uh, the pandemic, he comes to to Australia and uh, visits some of his writers and, and so oh, nice. He does a lot of publishing here, and and I met him ju yeah just before the pandemic took off mm -hmm. of of 2020, and we we talked and and uh, he, he and I I said. You know we're we're only sitting here because of Dean Ingworson, and he said absolutely that's the reason that we you know that's so that's how do you get published? You you luck luck. You get a you get a break a little bit. First you write yeah. a book. First you write a book. Yeah. yeah. First you write a book, and then and you find somebody who likes it and, and hope it goes from there. Good for you. And you write it right to me. Writing is personal. I wrote this book for me. I didn't. I didn't know whether it would be published at, at, at that time. Of course, I had no idea. But I wrote it because I wanted to preserve the memories, and I wrote it as a, a type of book that I would enjoy reading. And that's. I think that's the best creativity comes from when we create uh, for ourselves. We create what we would like, what we would enjoy, and that's what I did. It's it's written. It's written, I've, I've said to people, it's written uh, by an ADD mind for an ADD mind or ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully for a few of the rest of us too. I, I, yeah. That's one of the, I am blessed to not have ADD and uh, and uh, I bet I'm going to enjoy it too. I, I have not downloaded it yet, but I it's, uh, I literally didn't know, I didn't know it even been was available yet, but it, it obviously is. So I will have to get that book and check it out. Sweet. Good. And then if you want to uh, add anything, we can, we can do a, now I've read it version of this. We can, and, we can maybe have a, an addendum here okay. later on. That, that'd be, that'd be good. <laughs> so uh, Bruce, have you birded the U S much? Um, not as much as Australia. I, I have, uh, I visited the U S several times after, after I became, you know, officially became a birder and I do have an Australian list and, uh, I knew you were going to ask that question. So I looked up and saw what my, because my Australian list is now at 758. My wow. US, my US list is at 492. Okay. And well, uh, 758 sounds like an impressive Australian list. I haven't looked to see what the top Australian birders are, but I remember okay. reading the big Twitch, uh, which was an Australian big year book. Uh, and I think he got, not much over 700 for the his big year, did he? Like, uh, I don't remember the exact that numbers, was, a little over 700. Yeah, Sean, I've, I've met and know Sean uh, fairly well. And he, uh, yeah, he wrote that book in 2002. It was one of the things that influenced me becoming a birder. Oh, okay. I, I read that and I thought, this is, the, you know, this is cool. I could, I could do this. And I saw these places, saw, I saw in my mind, these mm -hmm. places that he, that he'd gone. 
And I, I just, they were magical to me. And then when I did this, this year of travel that I wrote my book about, uh, I went to almost all the places that, uh, that he did and more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's, it's that book had a, had a big influence on, on me becoming a birder and, and, uh, and as well as, as, as recording the, you know, recording it into my book. So a question that's got to be in a lot of people's mind is how did a U.S. entertainer end up in Australia? That's a complicated uh, story, except that my, my wife, uh, I have stepkids here. Oh, okay. And, and my, uh, my, my stepchildren ended up, they, they came here uh, with their, their biological father in, uh, as, as, as kid kids. Mm-hmm. They loved it. They ended up coming and living here. So I have, I have three kids, uh, stepkids here. I have one, one in New York, but, but three here and I have grandchildren, you know, so, I mean, so fam- family brought you there. That's fam- yeah. Answer. Family. I, we started coming and visiting and that was, that was the beginning of, you know, staying. And then I fell, then I fell in love with, with the, the land itself. You know the the people are the people are great and and, uh, and but it is and the and the birds are phenomenal but it's the the land itself Australia the the incredible diverse wonders of it yeah. I mean That's, I always thought you know when I was young I thought Australia is just a little island out in the Pacific somewhere isn't it No it's a big island in the Pacific. It's the size of it's it's roughly the size of of the U.S. of you know not counting Australia, I mean yeah. not counting Australia, Alaska. not counting Alaska. Alaska, sure, yeah, it's a big place. It is. Yeah, and maps are deceptive. You know, if you take a flat map that's square, it kind of exaggerates uh, the size of things the farther you get from the equator because it wants to make it into a square. Uh, so things that are nearer the equator are more square miles per size on a square map. <laughs> if that it makes does. any sense. It, yeah. down. it does. Yeah. Anyway, well, well, Bruce, I want to give you, make sure you get a chance to people know how they can reach out to you and how they can get a hold of your book. So anyone can find uh, your book by looking for an Australian birding year by Arborist Richardson. It'll be pretty much on any place you find a book online. Is that a fair exactly. statement? Yeah. That's a very fair statement. It's it's uh yeah, go to, to uh yeah, Amazon book depository uh yeah. book uh, there there are places that I didn't know existed that, yeah. that carry the book. And, and these days it's hard to find a bookstore anyway, so you pretty much go find it online somewhere probably. Uh, but I love I love that it is in in brick and mortar stores and and people have sent me photos of it, you know, say, you know, there it is on a shelf in you know, wherever someplace I've never been in, which is hard to find too, uh, but somewhere out in, in, in Perth or something, there'll be this, uh, my book sitting next to, you know, people that I consider legends and yeah, very cool. Very, it's very yeah. gratifying. And now it'll be coming to the USA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be coming soon, soon to a bookstore near you and already on Amazon near you. Uh, yes. So, or at least on Amazon Kindle near you. Uh, so how can people reach out to you, Bruce, if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for somebody to say, I want to get a hold of that guy. He sounds like a pretty cool guy. Well, rbruce.net is my, is my uh, website. I used to have a little song in the show that was 
Our Bruce.net, have you been there yet? It's the internet of me. Our Bruce.net, have you been there yet? There's so much to see, and you don't really need to hear the yeah. whole thing. I'll, but, I'll uh, put up some songs, maybe not that one. <laughs> but, no, but that one, what it was is I'd do it, and it was so insipidly stupid. Our Bruce.net, have you been there yet? And, uh, and then remember. The yeah. song, I'd say, what's my website? And audiences would yell out, our Bruce.net. Have you and, been there yet? <laughs> and they would remember it, you know? Sure. Which was, and I bemoaned the fact years and years and years and years ago that I could not get rbruce.com. But that wouldn't have meant, you know, that the song would have just, there. there's nowhere. rbruce.com. Have you been all. there, Bong? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's no, I know. It doesn't uh, go anywhere. Doesn't but yes, so rbruce.net, well. you can click on email me uh, Con- there. Contact, and, sure. Perfect. And email me. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Uh, and I also give my guests a chance to shout out for a cause. Is there a cause you want people to know about other than buying your book? Uh, gosh, um, so much. Any good conservation uh, group. Uh, definitely the Black Swamp Bird Observatory in, in Ohio. It's up by McGee Marsh. Uh, mm-hmm. And and they, they it's, it's where the uh, biggest week Biggest week in birding, yeah. Biggest week in American birding happens, which which I consider to be the the heart of of American birding, and uh, yeah, they've they've. I mean, I've worn, good gosh, I've I've worn Black Swamp Bird Observatory T-shirts and hoodies all over Australia, and uh, they do they're doing good work and and deserves support. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to read your book. And it's been so much fun talking to you. Thank you. Wonderful. It's been a it's been an absolute uh, joy. I've enjoyed it as well. And I look forward to it. I want to hear, you know, feedback after you read the book too, as well. For sure. I mean, I'll, I'll do that. I'm hoping to read the book before I publish this episode. I just finished a book for a book club that I have immediately following this recording uh and it'll be my next book to read so i'm looking forward to it maybe this maybe this week my pleasure good take care now bruce bye-bye well thanks again for listening to the bird banter podcast i had fun today getting to know bruce richardson really cool guy australia gosh i can't wait to go boy i hope i get there anyway uh, if you have ideas of people you'd like for the next guest or a future guest on the podcast please reach out to me as always i'll put up a blog post associated with this episode on birdbanner.com and you can find the on the contact page there you can find me and reach out and let me know i'm also on facebook and twitter at birdbanner and so i'm easy to get a hold of again thanks for listening until next time good birding good day (laughs) 